From somewhere in Northeast Indiana, Mike Davidson lives. And now your host of the podcast, Mike Davidson. Well, yes, Mr. Robert, thank you very much. It's me, Mike. Mike Davidson lives is the name of the podcast. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging out for the next half hour or so. Running a day late. Sorry about that. Uh, before I get too far into things, RIP to the late, great Tony Bennett. He passed away uh, just before the weekend, age of 96. The last of the American Standards singers. One of the last classic crooners. Long run, 96 years old. I mean, geez, I'm, I'm 43. And when I was a kid, he was old. Um, but uh, he, he lived a long life. Unfortunately, toward the end of that long life, uh, he was battling Alzheimer's. And that's just, it's a painful way to watch loved ones go. Uh, anytime Alzheimer's or dementia uh, comes into play. But, but still, a legend. And uh, our thoughts and prayers and all that go out to his family. So... Uh, I was going to record last night. I'm recording this Monday night. I usually record Sunday and Wednesday nights, but uh, uh, I was pretty much wiped out from the weekend. I have no other excuse other than that. Um, I was just tired because uh, we we dropped the girls off at my parents' house down in Martinsville, and uh, they're going to be hanging out with them for a week. And uh, yeah, I phoned in a couple times. They're having a good time. Uh, they went to the pool. They've they've eaten pizza. They're playing board games. My parents have air conditioning because it's going to be super freaking hot this week. Uh, we're we're content. We're happy. I know my wife misses them terribly. Um, but you know, I and I miss them too. But it, it was, I could tell, I could tell it was time. For them to experience my parents for a week, because uh, they're they're getting a little antsy, a little rambunctious, more so than usual. I will tell you what happened uh, the other day. Uh, my wife saw a trail of something on the stairs, on the carpet, and she thought one of the cats had explosive diarrhea. She followed this trail up the stairs, accidentally stepping barefoot into it, realizing it wasn't cat poop. But it was something sticky. She continued to follow this trail into my daughter's bedroom. There, at the trail's end, was an empty bottle of maple syrup. And then, in the other room, she found our son, Logan, covered head to toe in maple syrup. Hazel had dumped the contents of said syrup on him and said she wanted him to be, quote, yummy to eat, because I guess she was like a bear or something in her pretend game. So she decided to pour maple syrup all over Logan. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is the joy of having three kids, um, all under the age of six. Uh, but the, the girls are having a good time. Logan's asleep right now. I'm getting my bearings, and I can't wait to see uh, Lon and Hazel again coming up this weekend, but because um, uh, of the delay this past week, and because I want to give this episode time to breathe and let people digest, I am going to push the launch of the next episode to, I think, Friday, so I'll probably record Thursday night. Just just a little inside baseball as to what the hell I'm doing in my procrastination. Uh, by the way, I, I did post this on the Mike Davidson Facebook page last week, but uh, the Colts, Indianapolis Colts team I follow, uh, they have um, now launched what they call Indiana, Indiana Nights 
uniforms. Um, and uh, it's it's uh, just an alternate uniform that they'll wear once. It'll be week seven against the Cleveland Browns. Indiana Knights, uh, solid blue outfit. And it, I, I don't think it looks bad, but I guess Sports Illustrated uh, found a few tweets about people roasting this outfit. It's not bad. I mean, I wouldn't make this an all-season type of uniform, home or away. But it is just, it's nice to kind of break up the monotony a little bit every now and again, okay? It's just, it's a one-game thing. Indiana Knights, uh, they're not, it's not as terrible as everybody says it is. But, uh... I will say this, if you're going to call something Indiana Knights, N-I-G-H-T-S, like as in a neo evening, wouldn't you do it like for a Thursday night football game or a primetime game? And granted, I don't think there's a lot of primetime games for the Colts this year because they were terrible last year. Um, but why why not where more eyeballs can see said uniforms Instead of a 1 o'clock kickoff Sunday afternoon game against another bad team. This is going to be a regional game. No one else is going to see it. But uh, they're making a big deal about it. But it really doesn't bother me. Uh, what bothers me is uh, the fact that the NFL still has problems with players gambling. Uh, they just suspended a, a defensive end for the Broncos for betting on games he was playing in. And uh, he's going to be out for about at least a year. That is... Um, was in the last two years, 11 players caught and suspended. Uh, and again, 10 of the 11 have been this past year alone. Uh, nobody, nobody I would say Cantonbound has been caught yet. But again, when that comes into play, what is the NFL going to do? Because I, I, I'll say this, they, they have been more proactive, you know, getting at this. But at the same time, they're taking money from FanDuel BetMGM and uh, all the other uh, sports betting apps. It's it's it is kind of contradictory. How could they expect anything different? It is a to be continued. So Barbenheimer happened this weekend, and I saw one of the two. Hint, it wasn't Barbie, but uh, both movies did very very well. Um, Barbie raked in 155 million dollars. It's an iconic toy line. Oppenheimer which was projected to bring in 40 to $50 million domestically, and I know that it was uh, like anywhere from 100 to $150 million to make. Uh, it was projected, like I said, 40 to $50 million. It grossed $80.5 million here stateside. I think uh, maybe $90 million across the, uh, the pond, around the world. So this thing is not going to be a bomb. A movie about a bomb that's not about a bomb. And it's, it's kind of uh, weird to see a movie starring a professor wearing a fedora fighting Nazis uh, that's actually successful this year because uh, the other one has an 80-year-old lead. But uh, I saw it. I thought it was a great movie for the most part. Uh, there's a few scenes that were kind of questionable. Uh, one involving um, a boardroom and... Uh, artistic license but like uh, Killian Murphy knocks it out as Robert Oppenheimer I think he should be nominated for best actor Robert Downey Jr. should be best supporting actor uh he turned out a terrific performance it's just uh, Matt, Matt Damon I mean say what you will about the guy's politics the dude can act and the guy when he's in a movie I don't know he just he just makes it a little better and and he was in there and I thought he did very well I you know this is uh, this is uh, just a uh, 
testament to what will happen if you respect your movie fans. And I think Christopher Nolan, uh, despite some of his faults as a filmmaker, makes he swings for the fences. He makes movies that people want to see for the most part. Oppenheimer proved that, and uh, it was a mistake for Warner Brothers to let him go. And I say this after a successful weekend for Warner Brothers, but Universal also had a pretty good weekend, right? Uh, what led to the split between uh, Nolan and uh, Warner Brothers was a couple years back with Tenet, uh, WB, uh, in all of its infinite wisdom, decided to make its new movies also available ASAP on streaming. And it got, this was during these uncertain times. And that cuts into box office. And Nolan's a big, I want to put butts in the theaters kind of guy. And he felt that was kind of... Uh, a disrespect to his movie, so uh, he said, you know what, I want to go elsewhere, and that's uh, to Universal's uh, Boone, and it did very well, and I, I really do like this movie. Uh, there are some sex scenes in this movie. Um, one, uh, in, in fact, uh, they get a little, I wouldn't say like hardcore pornography, but you do see boobage, not that I'm complaining. Uh, but uh, some parts of the world, Middle East, India, they've had to digitally insert a black dress on Florence Pugh, the actress, just so you don't see the goods. Uh, and some people are outraged by this, but me being a guy, I mean, going into a rated R movie and me not bringing children to a rated R movie, uh, this doesn't seem like something to really get upset about. But if they're going to digitally insert outfits, there was one scene where they should have just put on a business suit for Florence Pugh because that... I don't want to spoil anything, but there is a scene in this movie that took me out of it for like five minutes. I'm like, what are you doing, Christopher Nolan? I, I, I think for the most part, like I said, this movie's good, but there's just this one scene. One scene. Maybe I'll talk more about it later on down the road, but uh, you get a chance. And uh, you got a strong bladder. It's a three-hour movie. Oppenheimer, go see it. Um, and if you like it, great. If you don't, well, that's your opinion as well. All right, so with all that said, Quick D, um, well, first of all, AMC, I saw this at an AMC theater uh, this past weekend. AMC has decided to drop this outrageous, stupid thing that they were going to do with uh, preferred seating prices, much like, you know, you go to a, a football game, basketball game, closer you are to the arena or the field, the more you pay because, I mean, you're closer to the action. Well, I, I don't know, I, I don't know how they're going to stagger the pricing, but it just wasn't going to work out. It seemed like a dumb idea. It wasn't working with their pilot programs. And considering it's hard enough to get people to go back to movies just because of these uncertain times, which they use as a crutch. And by the way, you can't use it as a crutch anymore, seeing how, how many people saw Barbie and Oppenheimer this past weekend. Uh, but, I mean, movies in general have not been doing well last several years. And the fact that they were going to you know charge more for seats in one part of the theater and uh, less for another part, just was not going to go well, so they dropped it. Although, you know, and this is on the Mike Davidson Facebook page, I did have uh, uh, somebody post uh, some of the differentials in pricing for movies at Regal, which has a theater here in Fort Wayne. They have the uh, they have the, uh, the reclining seats, which are nice, but uh, yeah, some movies are more expensive than others, and I guess they're trying to play the demand up a little bit. Yikes, yeah. Uh, I was able to get a couple of tickets, one for me, one for the wife, uh, for Oppenheimer under 20 bucks. Uh, you know, we saw the afternoon showing. It was not afternoon when we left. <laughs> but 
But uh, it's a little different with Regal, apparently. Okay, so going to DC, WB, uh, Warner Brothers is doing very well with its thinking here. Uh, because of the Flash flopping, Shazam flopping, the fact that the DCEU is getting rebooted under James Gunn, uh, the other two movies aren't looking so hot. In fact, uh, Aquaman 2 is going for its third round of reshoots, which I would just say is rearranging the chairs on the Titanic here. And it's, it's kind of a shame, too, because I thought that the first Aquaman was not a bad movie. I really did enjoy that. Uh, that was before all the poop stuff with Amber Heard. Uh, I, and by the way, if if Aquaman 2 bombs at the box office, it's not on Amber Heard. Uh, that I don't think it's an Ezra Miller type of situation. It's just the given state of the, the uh, DCEU there. Because Amber Heard is just uh, kind of ancillary at this point. And then uh, Bl uh, was it Blue Beetle is now only projected to make 12 to 15 million in its opening weekend. Holy crap. That's bad. That's really bad. That's uh why don't you just uh put mothballs on it like you did Batgirl bad. <laughs> so Warner Brothers despite all of its you know that maybe that's what the, uh, they need to do. I mean with all the Barbie success just say Blue Beetle is uh, a Ken doll and Aquaman's a Ken doll. Maybe that'll uh bring in some some girls to watch it. I don't know. All right, so uh Going back to Universal Studios, excuse me. They, like I said, they had a great weekend with the box office. Uh, slightly rough weekend and very, 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 very slight rough weekend. Because, um, as you know, the uh, the writer strike, the actor strike now, all that's going on. And uh, for now, we have enough movies and theaters to maybe go see. And we'll see how that all shakes out. But Universal got in trouble in Los Angeles. I think Friday, uh, they were fined by the city $250 for trimming ficus trees outside of their studio lot. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it's actually pretty inexpensive, $250, bucks, right? Uh, but, you know, in Los Angeles and California, you need a permit to do every damn thing because, well, it's, it's Los, An Los Angeles, it's California. But what's interesting to note, and I'm sure uh, the executives are probably thinking this is money well spent, uh, these were trees that uh, those who were picketing were using as shade in the hot Southern California sun. Just to show you how petty all this really has gotten. Oh man, just a, a rough go at it. Um, you know, if uh, if Hollywood survives all of this, I mean, I I don't think they would ever make this into a movie or uh, a miniseries because there would be. Uh, it would be he said, she said, uh, you know, actor versus studio. But I think this would make a great miniseries or movie, at least a book. Somebody's got to make a book about how, how crazy some of this stuff really is. Um, but that's on the Mike Davidson Facebook page, as is this. Um, and again, I, I get why actors and writers are concerned about AI. Uh, if you have a job... I don't care who you are. If you have a job, you have to be concerned about AI because anybody looking to uh, pinch a penny or three is looking at artificial intelligence. Uh, you know, where uh, I split with actors and um, and all the others is, you know, because uh, of all the lecturing and whatnot and uh, the fact that they want more of the streaming pie when, quite frankly, there's not enough to go around to begin with. Um, but uh, I guess... Uh, 
th this uh, production company, uh, they have they have an online site where fans can go and create their own artificial intelligence th stuff. Somebody uh, generated with AI an unauthorized episode of South Park where the boys were using artificial intelligence to uh, do their homework. So it was satire within satire. And all these writers and actors are getting outraged and everything about it because it's just not fair. It's just not fair. Well, to be fair, and again, not a big fan of artificial intelligence, but uh, if everybody's on the picket line griping about how bad things are, people will turn to the Internet for entertainment. And criminy, it, it's a big world out there, the Internet. And uh, they're willing to... Uh, Watch, sit, do whatever they can to keep themselves entertained. Can't be shocked by this. I mean, it'd be, it'd be great if tomorrow uh, the studios, the actors, and writers could figure out something to get work going again and actually put out quality product. But uh, I'm not I'm not going to hold my breath because there's a lot of uh, tables in here. It's, it's a little cramped back here behind the broadcast desk. I'll, I'll be honest. Um, but I again, I can understand the outrage because artificial intelligence computers can't be creative like humans. But to make my point even more valid, the humans in Hollywood have to be more creative. That's my take on that. Now, I, I can't really uh, root for the computers because, again, artificial intelligence is being used for a whole hell of a lot of things. And they'll use it to automate all sorts of things. And we're getting closer and closer to um, James Cameron's Terminator. You know, I uh, he's he's warned about this. Hell, even uh, Christopher Nolan has warned about this. I think in a press junket. But uh, there's a study. I think this is on the Mike Davidson Facebook page. And this, I just I, I just threw my hands up in the air, and I, I was like, oh my god, what? We have to do something about artificial intelligence. And if this is true, we definitely have to do something about it. Uh, the study shows that in some circumstances, metal can self-heal. Oh, my God. Uh, with the AI stuff I've been talking about and, you know, drone technology being what it is, and you've seen, uh, uh, was it Boston Dynamic? Is that the company out east? MIT nerds coming up with these robo-dogs and everything. And now, the, under certain conditions, metal can heal itself. How in the hell is this not going to result in Terminator? It's a little nerve-wracking to think about, to be honest. Uh, but uh, but that won't stop anybody from doing anything. And, and, and one of the things about Oppenheimer, uh, going back to that, is that it makes you realize how much hubris scientists have because... They believe themselves to be smarter than a lot of people. And they are very smart. They're very intelligent. But uh, they don't they don't believe in limits. It's it's kind of frightening when you think about it. So that's about the Mike Davidson Facebook page. I got a comment about this too. I don't know what the hell he's doing, but Elon Musk has said they're doing away with the birds, the tweets, the Twitter. Uh, they're gonna rebrand Twitter X X. You're going to have an X app on your phone. Uh, was it John Nolte said it'd be better if it was triple X? Well, right. But then you would have to you know, digitally put a dress on it if it's a app in India or Saudi Arabia. 
But uh, X, that's uh, that's what he's doing. I, I don't know if I really care for the move because I mean, Twitter has been around for what about a decade and a half now. You tweet on Twitter. Uh, it is a brand name. It's like it's like uh, Kleenex. It's like Xerox. It's like Coca Cola. It is a brand. And yeah, even under Jack Dorsey and uh, and uh, the tree hugging hippies, it was still Twitter, still tweeting, and people know what it was, know what it is now. You rename it X. What are you doing? Xing an X? I, I, I just don't get it. And, and it seems weird for him to be doing this, considering how much of a CF uh, Zuckerberg's threads has turned out to be, and how that has crashed and burned faster than anything Elon Musk has done. It just it seems like an unforced error. Like when uh, Coca-Cola decided, all right, we're going to change up the formula, we're going to call ourselves New Coke, and people were like, what the hell? I don't know if there's going to be a mass exodus from Twitter or X or whatever the hell. I don't think people are going to go to threads because of it. But it just it doesn't seem necessary. You don't have to do this, Elon. I think it's just Elon doing this because he's Elon Musk and he's rich. Uh, but uh, we'll see how that goes along. Uh, what else we got here? Here, Oh, oh, uh, these idiots again. Just stop oil. They're big in Europe. And by big, I mean they're a big pain in the ass. Uh, you might know these guys from uh, you know throwing paint on uh, paintings, museums, uh, stopping sporting events, stopping gay pride marches. Uh, they just if if you're out having a good time, if you're out doing your own thing, if you're out doing something important, they're going to stop you because they need to stop oil, and you are killing the planet. And they're doing it because they're saving lives or some shit. I don't know. On the Mike Davidson Facebook page, uh, one mother, I think this was in London, she got irate because of these idiots. They stopped traffic. She gets out and she starts berating these uh, these hippies, these tree huggers, because, well, she's got a sick kid in the car. She's trying to get the kid to the hospital, newborn. Little baby, little baby, uh, you know, and, and, if, and as a parent, you know, you got three kids. Kids are the future, um, and you want to take care of them as best you can. You want to see to it that they live to live, have long, happy lives. And these guys and gals who are protesting the fact that uh, you use oil to keep your car going, and of course oil is used for other things aside from fossil fuels, but we don't get into that, uh, they're, they're, they're halting progress. And again, these, I cannot stress it enough, these aren't your basic, hey, reduce, reuse, recycle type of environmentalists. These are people that hate western civilization why else would they be doing what they're doing they're just they're halting everybody else's lives because they don't care about other people's lives no one's lives matter to just stop oil i i hope to god they piss off the wrong person and they get their comeuppance i don't know what that comeuppance will be i don't want it to be anything um uh, too destructive, just something that would embarrass the hell out of them because they deserve it. They're just obnoxious little brats. But then again, this is Europe, and he, I just have to say this: Europeans have to get tired of this despiteful behavior. This it's 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 obnoxious. One woman already has. Hopefully, more people follow her lead. Uh, I'm hoping more people follow this woman's lead. Down, uh, this thing is around Savannah, Georgia. This happened last week, and just again, we're I know Europe's got its problems, we got our problems here stateside, especially in uh, bigger cities. Savannah, Georgia, 
fairly big town. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's got it's got its crime issues. This is just outside of uh, Savannah. It was at a Lowe's hardware store, and it was a, it was a loss prevention issue. Uh, there's some guys walking down the store without paying for some stuff. As a 68-year-old woman uh, who who worked there, she was trying to stop them. She was trying to keep them from breaking the law, and of course, causing the store to lose money. She gets hit, beat up for her effort. She she got a black eye uh, because some douchebag uh, thought, "Hey, I can hit Grandma on the face." Well, Lowe's has this policy about appeasement, and because she tried to uh, try to stop this, uh, she was fired. Well, enough people got outraged by this because, I mean, she was trying to do the right thing. Those has since seen the bad publicity they were getting and decided to, quote, reinstate her, rehire her. Because you kind of have to do stuff like this. Seriously, if if the uh, reward for good be... If the reward for being selfless is getting fired... Or losing your job or getting arrested or anything how do you think we're going to stop bad behavior in society the cops can't be there all the time and granted I'm not advocating for everybody becoming Charles Bronson and this is death wish I'm not saying anything like that but I mean you have to at least try to stop things like this you can't just say safety is an issue because I mean Safety's always going to be an issue if you let people walk all over you. And that's what's been happening in a lot of bigger cities. So I'm glad that this woman got her job back, especially since, uh, I, what was this, CNN, for crying out loud. They're finally kind of catching, well, maybe they are. Uh, I'm actually surprised they ran the story. They, uh, they were at uh, the most shoplifted Walgreens store in the uh, nation, and it's in San Francisco. And uh, the reporter was in there noting that the... Uh, uh, was it the mustard was locked up? The freezer section was locked up. They were in the store for 15 minutes and they saw three shoplifting incidents because people are putting up with bad behavior out there. Because people will do nothing but hold up their cell phone cameras and tape this shit. So I'm glad that this woman in uh, around Savannah, she get, gets her job back. But I mean, she's got to kind of be a little cynical about things because there were some people in that chain that were quick to fire her and you you can't you, you, it's hard to get that trust back it really is all right let's uh, end on something a little light-hearted here Pfft, this is just, I, I normally I normally don't go in for a cele celebrity dating gossip but I saw this and I was like what the heck? <laughs> uh, pop star Ariana Grande, uh, I guess she's got a new boyfriend in her life, uh, which is prompted. I'm drawing a name on this woman's name right now. She's the voice of of Karen on uh, SpongeBob SquarePants. Um, Ariana Grande is dating SpongeBob, but uh, the voice of Karen has basically said it's not her husband. The actual voice of SpongeBob, uh, Tom Kenny. Uh, it is the guy that played Spongebob and Spongebob the Musical. Those two are dating, which surprised me because, you know, him being the lead in a musical, I thought the dude would like Ariana Grande's music, but not necessarily be into Ariana Grande. I know, I know, but uh, apparently he, he likes girls. Uh, but Tom Kenny, uh, who is happily married to 
Karen. Uh, they've been doing this show for years. She's saying, no, no, he's not dating her. It's kind of a shame because uh, I, I, I would love to see Ariana Grande out on a uh, date with Patchy the Pirate, who is played by Tom Kenny as well. Uh, Tom Kenny, yeah, Patchy and Ariana Grande. That would make a great power couple right there. Wouldn't you agree? I don't know. You, like I said, it was one of those things like, what? Well, dude's 60. I mean, it's not like he's a billionaire for crying out loud. All right, with that all said and done, uh, I need to go get some rest. You guys, uh, stay fresh, cheese bags. You've been listening to Mike Davidson Live. Be sure to check him out on social media. Like him at facebook.com backslash mdavidsonlives. Follow him on Twitter. Look for at Davidson Live.